Alaska's newsmakers. Action Line, K-I-N-Y. Good morning, Action Line. Ken Smith in the studio with the mayor of Juneau, Beth Weldon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. So, uh, it's been an active first part of the year already, and the uh, first assembly meeting was held, and the second one's scheduled for Monday. Correct. And uh, before we get into this year, I was talking to you on the phone about talking about last year. You know, it's a look-back time, as we always do in January. (laughs) So, uh, looking back to 2022 for you, uh, some of the highlights, the challenges, things that you see moving forward from that year. Well, I think um, 2022 was just a COVID recovery year. Um, I think health-wise for everybody, as uh, COVID became more of a flu than a pandemic, and also for the economic recovery in town, we had our first successful tourism season in two years, which was very nice to see those dollars coming in. We had a successful Ironman, um, and our budget seems to be getting back on track. Um, so those are probably things that uh, will highlight last year. Budget getting back on track. How did the COVID affect the budget last well, year? Um, luckily, it affected it good because we did get quite a bit of, uh, well, at this point, it was ARPA money. Um, so we came okay but it was hard to decipher what was still going to be around and what wasn't and it was really hard to predict our sales tax for us well yeah everybody's sales tax were down yeah so yeah, it I mean, was hard there was to, no business it was it was hard to predict sales tax and so some of our revenue um jeff rogers our financial director really had to do quite a bit of dancing to predict some numbers for us so it was a kind of an uncertainty budget, although he did a great job. Mm-hmm. So this year, hopefully, we'll be more certain of what we're predicting. Well, last summer there was the last summer was a good summer right. for sales. It was, um, a, it was a pretty good summer, but uh, again, we had to just pick a number arbitrarily out of our head of how many cruise ship passengers we were going to get, which um, we picked 800,000 and we got a little bit more than that, so that's good. But it was just tough to predict. Right, right. So that money that you said you got for the COVID relief, what was what was it? Did that apply to last year as well, or it was a two-year? Um, so the first set of round of money we got was called the CARES Act fund and money, and that had to do directly with COVID. Everything you spent it on had to um, go be able to be tied directly to COVID results. Um, and then the second round of money, we call it, which was the ARPA funds, ARPA. That, could, that could be replacing lost revenue, which there was not as many strings attached. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the lost revenue? I can come off at the top of my head, but <laughs> <laughs> we got about, I think, $13 million from ARPA, which was very well received. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that compared to like what was the sales tax generated for revenue last year with the rebound? We'll call it the rebound year. How was, how was the rebound year for, for revenue? Um, the rebound year was a little bit higher than we expected, but um, it's certainly not back to norm. But norm is being hard to figure out because people are spending more money than they did in the past. So it will be interesting to see how this all plays out. So by the time we get to our budget, which will get the manager's budget April 1st, we'll have at least the first quarter of this year um, sales tax. Mm-hmm. So we can see if um, Jeff's predictions are standing true or if they're going to have to be adjusted. 
tricky little game trying to predict. Very tricky game trying to predict a budget a year in advance. <laughs> yeah. You're, are you on the fiscal year budget? Yes. Yeah. So you're putting together your fiscal year 24 budget. Correct. Yeah. So, and we'll be working on that. Like I said, we'll get the manager's budget April 1st. So through April, we spend a lot of time on the budget and we have to have it done by June 30th. Is that like your greatest challenge as a mayor? Um, That's one of our challenges, but a lot of that work falls on the staff, to be quite honest. They have to come up with the initial budget, and then we uh, poke at it quite a bit, but they have to come up with the um, most of it. Uh, um, I would say the greatest challenge is just trying to uh, get people that uh, come from different sides, trying to find the happy medium ground that Mm. doesn't make anybody happy, but we have to accept it. Yeah. So the 2023 year, uh, what are some of the things that you'd like to see happen on your agenda? What are your priorities? Um, So one of the things that uh, we're going to be looking at, again, is even though we've given a lot for a city, um, and we're one of the few communities in Alaska to do so, to child care, um, it's still struggling and... um, you know, time and time again, we hear the importance of child care. So that'll be one of the issues that uh, we're still working on. Um, Why is it struggling? Um, just the prices that they can charge haven't gone up significantly over the years, and they can't charge much more or else families can't afford it. And so a lot of it is worker um, shortages because they can't offer competitive wage, and that's what the programs that we offer bring that wage up a little bit. So some of them get to 20 to $21 an hour, which is much better than the 14 to $15 an hour that they were looking at before. That's like the substitute teaching rate. Yeah. 20. 20, yep. yeah. So the child care for Juno is, is Juno a city that really needs a lot of child care? Because I hear it's an, a city that's aging rather than mm-hmm. bringing in kids. You, you probably have a better perspective on that than myself. It's aging, but not as quickly as you think. And um, why we appreciate our seniors staying here and retiring here, in order to attract new families, you have to have jobs and you have to have houses and you have to have childcare. So all of those things that we work on all the time, we try and get our economy strong to get more jobs. We're working on housing all the time, trying to find more housing. And then childcare is a piece of that. Kind of like a three-legged stool. <laughs> have, have you analyzed the demographics of the city uh, to kind of get an idea of where we're headed and what we need? Um, we rely on several studies. And yes, like you said, the senior population is increasing. Um, and that's one of the reasons we put money in to help the senior assisted living out at um, by Vintage Park. Um, we put quite a bit of money on that and bought them the land for that to happen. Um, but at the same time, like I said, if we rely on just seniors, our um, town is just slowly going to dwindle because we need to have those kids coming in for our school district and the kids are brought by their parents who are hopefully workers. So, Well, you never know with the lower 48 the way it is with housing going up and the competitiveness of jobs. Mm-hmm. Maybe if the word gets out, Alaska is a fun place to live and a great place to raise a family, and there's jobs available. I would think that a national push could bring people here. 
Yep, and we're working on that too. That's one of the things that we've covered that like the last finance meeting and we're just um, starting to see it on this assembly, which we can talk about in a little bit, is trying to come up with ways to attract people actually just to the city and borough of Juneau, not alone, just the city itself. And so the three things that municipality came up with are signing bonuses, um, dependent care, whether it's help with child care or elder care or some other type of care, and a city 401k match. So. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah. So Thank we're you. trying to do that for CBJ employees because we're struggling just like everybody else in town and across the country with uh, problems with our workforce. What are what are the other things in your bullet points there for 2023? Um, I think that in general, the uh, assembly is very still interested in housing. We'll see how um, there's three housing um, developments on the uh, Horizon, and we'll see how they go through. And then we're also looking at other ways that we can assist housing. And one of the ways that we have talked about is what if we put the infrastructure down? How does that look um, to help the developers? And um, budget, of course. And then um, in this uh, assembly meeting, we'll also be looking at our visitor industry task force policies. So we'll continue looking at the visitor industry, um, including the uh, proposed NCL doc. And the NCL doc, could you give me a little more Norwegian uh, cruise line doc <laughs> that the Huna Totem is just putting uh, up. And I think they're having an open house on Monday, I believe, from four to six. At? Uh, the hangar, I believe. So, yeah. But oh. we will have uh, um, something on our agenda on Monday is uh, whether to spend $300,000 to do a study of that whole area to see how docks are going to fit there because... Uh, we also are looking at a potential Coast Guard dock. Um, the Seadrome dock is there, and also we have the Wings Airway planes. So it's a tight little space with lots of things happening. Well, that's that's the first I've heard that. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot going on in that little spot. There's a lot going on in that little area, so we have to decide whether we want to spend some money and make a plan. Um, there's some good reasons to do that, and there's some not-so-good reasons to do that, and one of the not-so-good reasons how long it would take. So we'll see how. On Monday, we'll have a discussion on that with our assembly meeting. And Are you referring to the study, you mean? Yeah. How exactly. long it will take? How long the study would take. So since we have Huna Totem that's eager to get busy doing stuff, and um, we don't want to delay private industry very much. So. Is your point of view, I assume, could be contrasting some assembly member point of views, or is this what you're going to try to iron out on Monday to figure will, out? We'll, we'll try and iron out on Monday whether which way the assembly is going to go. So, How much do you have to say in this? Well, I'm just one of the assembly members. So <laughs> I'm one of nine. <laughs> the mayor doesn't carry a little more weight. Uh, sometimes, but not in these cases. So. <laughs> okay. just want, I just won a nine vote. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so three hundred thousand uh, dollars for the study, possibly, and um, you know, it's some might say it's a little late in the game for this. Why wasn't it proposed earlier? I'm, that's my question. Yeah. So the question, the reason why is we weren't looking at potentially having an icebreaker in Juno before. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, the other thing that's happened is. Uh, NOAA has been given permission to get dispose of their land on the waterfront right in that area, and, but the first right of refusal goes to the Coast Guard, so the Coast Guard might have bigger plans than we initially thought, so we want to make sure we're all on the same page. Bigger plans regarding the icebreaker? Or just a dock in general, because their dock is um, in disrepair. So, 
And is this is also new on the radar, or it's well, it's all in that little piece of land or piece of the waterfront, and so that's why it gets tricky about what should we do with this mm-hmm. piece of waterfront. But the the Coast Guard had they brought this up earlier when Huna was starting this whole process, which was how long ago? Um, well, Huna is just a fairly new player in the game. They were just gifted the property from Norwegian Cruise Line, but we didn't hear anything about an icebreaker until Senator Sullivan mentioned it just, I think, a month or so ago, probably two months ago. And that's what changed the scenario? It changed the scenario a little bit, because mm-hmm. now, now again, a tight little place with lots of things going on, how do they all fit? But is the Coast Guard the one that would oversee the icebreaker? If, if an icebreaker came, is it their dock they have to... Yes, it's a, it would be a Coast Guard icebreaker. So, and they like their own docks because they have security issues that aren't on the other docks. This is interesting how this is going to play out because you have the private enterprise versus the government enterprise. You've got commercial development versus security mm-hmm. and economics in the Arctic and for the icebreaker. And so. that will be part, all part of the discussion on Monday. That's a tough way to see how everybody will vote. And uh, I don't know that there's any wrong answer. There's just a lot of different things going on there. Well, as a mayor, this is all uh, very interesting, but also very challenging for you. You didn't see this in 2023 in, say, December. <laughs> and then I mean 2022. Mm-hmm. And then you move into the new year, and then suddenly all this is on your agenda, which is what makes your job challenging and at the same time interesting. Very interesting. So, yes, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're talking with Mayor Beth Weldon of Juno here on Action Line. We'll be right back. Action Line continues. K-I-N-Y. Talking with Mayor Beth Weldon of Juno, and she was down in the Antarctic we were talking about off here. Antarctica. Wow. Yes, apparently I wanted to go see penguins really, really badly. And you wanted to be in the cold weather that wasn't cold enough here for you. Well, you have to remember it's their summer, so I think the coldest day we had was about 35. So I thought it was very, very nice after being in Buenos Aires and it was almost 90. So I liked the closer we got to the Antarctic, uh, the more comfortable I was. <laughs> really? I didn't, I didn't know it got that warm down there. Mm-hmm. Yes, the penguins were hot. They were laying on their bellies with their feet out, letting the breeze take away their heat that's how apparently penguins cool down Hmm. things you learn what compelled you to want to go to antarctica well it was on my friend's bucket list and i'm a good friend and said sure i'll go with you (laughs) (laughs) did you get to walk around out there um, you don't actually get to go on the continent. They kind of reserve that for scientific expeditions. But we got to walk around all over the um, areas down by, by the Cape. So, Is it sunny? Um, lots of sun. <laughs> little, we got snow one day, but a lot of wind. Tons, tons of wind. One day it was blue 100 miles per hour. Did it meet your expectations? Yes. Spectacular scenery. I would encourage anybody to go. Like <laughs> Once on, in a lifetime trip. Like being on another planet. Yes, d- indeed. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you made it back safely. Yeah. little. It's kind of strange, though, because I'm having a little trouble with the time zone because people don't think about it because it's straight down, but it's six hours different. So. Ahead or behind? Um, ahead. So I was up at five this morning, which is not usual for me. Well, when, when, when did you get back? Uh, I got back Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just got back. Still, still adjusting. Still adjusting. All right, very good. All right, let's get on with the agenda here you have in front of you. Okay. Well, I'll start with last night or yesterday. We had um, our annual meeting breakfast with the legislative delegation and included our um, local lobbyist, um, Kevin Jardell, and our federal lobbyist, Katie Ketchell. And we um, 
had a nice chat with them and uh, learned some things about what's going on the hill and then we also looked at uh, shared with them our draft legislative capital priorities so I'll just quickly go through the top 10 um, and why they're ranked they said the ranking wasn't as important because different um, buckets of money could be different so um, Peterson Hill development North State office building parking um, Geno North Douglas Crossing Telephone Hill the CBJ radio system replacement JSD wide HVAC and heating control system, Manhall wastewater treatment plant, um, Lemon Creek multimodal plant, and uh, Path and uh, City Hall. And the last one is the Capital Civic Center. So those were our top 10 legislative capital projects that we're looking for funding for. Although there are several um, projects beneath there that are just as important, and there, some of them are on there, just hoping that some little weird. Um, funding source comes by that we can take in. We added the um, Bartlett uh, Behavior Health Unit at last night at the very last minute, and we were just hoping if any uh, state grant came with some behavior health um, issues, we could uh, take into that, and they were looking for $4 million to complete their building up on Hospital Drive. Capital Civic Center. Capital Civic Center, that's um, the name being given for the combination of Centennial Hall and Performance Arts Center. Um, right now we're renovating Centennial Hall and we're hoping to be able to add um, a performing arts component to it. So, Building a performing arts center? Um, combined with Centennial Hall. First, it, the first went two separate structure, now we're trying to combine it. Would that mean building a new one no just, would be just, just adding on itself, to, adding what? on to centennial hall so um since the everything is changing it there uh it's being called the civic center rather than the con, um, convention center so mm -hmm. yeah so and then monday we have um, our assembly meeting and up for public hearing is a resolution adopting cruise ship tourism policy objectives from the visitor industry task force i kind of alluded to this beforehand um, this is the, from the visitor industry task force report and it's just um, adopting some of its policies um, such as five ships a day um, and several other policies attached to it so um, that will be up for public hearing on monday and we also have an ordinance appropriating $10 million to the manager for the Eagle Crest Gondola Capital Improvement Project. And this funding is provided um, from Gold Belt Inc. And as people recall that uh, we are in an agreement with them and they're gonna come up with the front money um, for a percentage of the revenues as um, that gets in place and starts generating some summer revenues. Um, then we'll also do an ordinance uh, related to city and borough of general land management plan, duration restrictions and authority. And in a nutshell, this ordinance would remove the requirement for docks and harbors to have its own land management plan. And um, they would just rely on our, our land management plan to make it a little bit easier for the docks and harbors. And then we'll have an ordinance appropriating $300,000 to the manager for the downtown subport planning capital improvement project. And we've already talked about this a little bit and there's quite a few things in place. And to be honest, I won't be able to predict the outcome of that one until the discussion. So I'm not even gonna try to. And then we have an ordinance transferring uh, excuse me, 30,000 from information technology to community development for IGIS technician. And this is just, uh, um, making a part-time position, I think, to a full-time position, that, and this is, position's already been included in the FY24 budget. Um, 
so then we have an ordinance appropriating $93,000 to the manager for a grant to travel Geno um, funding provided by the hotel bed tax. And um, we had a little extra balance in our hotel tent bed tax and um, travel Geno took on the burden of the expenses for um, the 2022 Ironman event. And this is just reimbursing them for that. So um, they don't have to take on that burden. So. And hopefully uh, we aren't going to have an Ironman this year, but hopefully we will get them back in town. So, And then we will finalize our FY24 legislative capital priorities. And I just read the top 10. Um, we will also be looking to finalize um, our assembly goals. And we are looking at an employer-sponsored dependent care account, and that will just be a staff report. And that's the, like the 401k match that I just talked about previously is one way to get people to work for the city. And um, request for assembly direction on conducting the October 3rd, 2023 regular municipal elections, and that will be a staff report also. So busy night on Monday. Busy. That's like the most full agenda I've ever heard. <laughs> Is it always like this? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're a busy town. Yeah, that's for sure. My friend said to me when he knew I was coming here to be the news director, oh, you're going to have fun, and that's, it's the capital, Ken. There's always stuff going on. There is quite a bit going on. So, And we're just kind of, we kind of take a little bit easy during the holiday months, but we're back up in swing, obviously. Yeah. And you're so, coming off a vacation and thrusted into all of this. Absolutely. So I even got to spend time today going up to the Capitol building. I did the fifth floor and the ground floor, just welcoming um, legislators back into town and saying hello from the mayor and welcome to Juneau. Mm -hmm. How involved are you with the legislature while they're here? Um, sometimes we're involved just helping them out with certain things around town. Um, I do do some testifying for certain things. Um, and just chatting with different legislators on some of the issues that Juno uh, wants to have a say in, but I do do some testifying, especially during the budget process and finance. Is uh, the public discussion side of this agenda? I assume there's going you are expecting a big turnout for the public. There's a lot that they might want to comment there. Um, there is a lot to comment on. Um, you never know. Sometimes people show up and sometimes <laughs> they don't. So, but remember, if you want to do it by Zoom, you do have to register with a clerk before four o'clock on Monday. But if you want to come in person, there's always room. That's a good thing. That yeah. Zoom. Yeah. That you don't have to be in person. Yep, it's been very helpful during COVID. Well, thank you very much. Uh, nice to meet you for the first time. And nice to meet you too, kid. Mayor Beth Weldon joining us today on Action Line. Action Line. Weekday mornings. Action Line. If it happens in Southeast, you'll hear it on Action Line. K-I-N-Y.